As players look to move on from the Calgary Flames, coaching staff comes in. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy and excited to be here with you on this Friday evening or whenever you are listening. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off of your first purchase. It was announced this morning that the Flames have their coaching staff. They have rounded out their bench, um, and there's some some pretty good names there and a lot to look forward to. So we're, of course, going to talk about that today, as well as the preseason schedule being released and just how exciting that is <laughs> because it gives us something to look forward to. But before we dive into that, please make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. Free 99 across the board. And, of course, if you're feeling generous, nice little five-star rating and a little review would be nice on iTunes as well. You can do the same on Spotify. Just happy to hear from you. So, this morning, I woke up, did my thing, had a DM from a friend saying, why did Mark Savard change everything to Calgary? And then, um, I was just like, well, he's been rumored to be the assistant coach, so I, I would assume he's either been hired, or this is just like a joke. And of course, it turns out that he was hired and announced today. I saw that it was uh Jeff Merrick had talked about it on Thursday there are so many hockey podcasts in this world I can't keep them all straight I don't know who's reporting what on what day but yes Jeff Merrick had it first on Thursday on his podcast so pretty cool stuff there and of course uh this is pretty cool I would say um as well as this uh Dan Lambert hiring because both of them bring an offensive element to the game the Flames need, they, you know, it is no secret that their goal scoring was down last year. Uh, the whole team, it wasn't just select players. Some players did elevate their offense, but again, flukes happen. Or just when you shoot a lot, like Tyler Toffoli, you're going to score more goals than guys that don't score. So uh, in the press release, uh, Craig Conroy goes on to say, we feel those past relationships will allow us to get up to speed quicker and hit the ground running. When While Dan will be running our defense, he also provides a well-balanced experience having run the power play in Nashville for the last four years. We are free of Kirk Mueller. We are free. We are going to see something, uh, the some life. Uh, brought back into the Flames power play, which I think has been very needed. And it's it's not a secret. We we have talked about this at nauseum. If you tune into any Flames content, you know, you look at uh, Noah Adler's Twitter, you look at Jim Johnson's Twitter, you look at uh, Audie's Twitter, you look truly at any Flames fan that is more 
uh, in in tune with like the media side of things, I guess, you, and kind of the more analytical, it has a decent hockey IQ. Um, they're gonna tell you that this is this was needed, <laughs> and it's very refreshing. It, it's just refreshing to have some new blood in the organization. And yes, the familiarity is good. I think that, you know, sometimes bringing in only people that you know can kind of feel a little weird because it could just kind of be like a boys club thing or uh, nepotism or a yes men group. But here this feels like, uh, like everyone's on the same page in terms of goals and timelines and uh, they want to work. <laughs> They want to work and it's just, it's exciting to see. And even if a lot of, you know, these veteran players or players that have been with the flames for a little while leave, I think it's still completely fine (laughs) to bring in fresh blood, to bring in kind of this, this new era of flames, because clearly the past wasn't working for you. So why stick with it? Why stay there? I think that it is very, uh, you know, kind of optimistic thing. There's a little sense of optimism here. And it's good. It's good to kind of, you know, breathe hope into things. Because, again, like we've talked about on this podcast with prospects, it's just the hope of something turning into something, something successful. Uh, Prospects, we talk about them and how... Everybody loves rooting for them and like latching onto one because there's this potential for them to become something. Same thing with this Flames organization. Every every five minutes, I feel like I'm learning a new report. And there's just something, you know, while things are leaving, there's just so much energy and excitement around something new. And that's so great. And I think... This is my bold prediction. I will say this. I think that Rasmus Anderson is going to have a career year in goals. I think that he is going to go on a tear. I'm not saying a Roman Yossi tear, but I do feel like he he will be in that conversation in like November when people are like, these are my candidates for the Norris Trophy. Kind of like how, you know, Eric Carlson was that guy all season, right? And it, it didn't stop. But I do think that we're going to see an elevated element to Rasmus Anderson's game. And that's, to me, that, again, super exciting. Heartbeat of your team. Backlund doesn't accept a captaincy and gets out of here. I think your next best bet is Rasmus Anderson. But coming up next, we are going to talk about Mark Savard and what, what his resume looks like after leaving hockey and retiring. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick second to talk to you about the most comfortable pair of shorts on the face of the earth. And those are bird dogs, bird dogs stretch and uh, they're like khaki shorts kind of uh, that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look. These are fantastic. If you Even if you skip leg day, they make your legs look great. And I like them because they fit better than regular shorts that are, you know, kind of like super stiff and not breathable material. 
I love wearing these on my walks and kind of like my hikes through the mountains because, um, you know, they're breathable. They have a liner, so there's no chafing. There is an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So, you know, those bugs are staying away because I'm not sweaty. They don't want me. So, you can uh, get yourself a pair of bird dogs to wear to barbecues or uh, baby showers or a hike or around the house this summer uh, at birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And you can also get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. And thank you everyone so much for hanging out with me today as we wrap up this week on Locked on Flames with some good news. Last Friday's episode was, uh, last Friday we talked about Rasmus Anderson. It was last Thursday. I think that we talked about Daryl Sutter. Maybe it was Friday we talked about Sutter. Either way, we're wrapping up the week. <laughs> Go check out those episodes. Uh, you know, just, it's, it's fun. Mark Savard coming in is super cool. I love this because it's just another connection to the Bruins for me. For those of you who may be new here, I'm originally from Boston and I, I don't live in Calgary. I live in upstate New York now, but still a Bruins fan. And, um, you know, I always like the ties because it, you know, it's again, it's that sense of familiarity for me. And also like I'm able to talk on it and speak a lot about it. Right. So this is just, I'm this, again, another bold take. This is just the beginning of the Bruins Flames crossover era of the season. More on that later. But Mark Savard uh, played with the Flames in the late to early 2000s. And of course, ended his career with the Bruins when his career was cut tragically short by that disgusting hit from Matt Cook. I think that this will go down as one of the most egregious hits in NHL history, but also one when people talk about, you know, the who's a player that got injured and their career, their career ended early because of injuries. I think of Mark Savard. I think of him immediately simply because he still had so much left to give to hockey and it is so unfortunate and I, I do hope that obviously I hope he's doing better I think that you know post-concussion syndrome can it, it there are a lot of ramifications from that and he I remember he was like posting on YouTube a lot of uh, him like taping twigs and he would do like uh he would emulate players uh, tape, how they tape their stick, taping styles. But um, yeah, no, I really, I do like this. I think that as someone's team that needs a lot of offense, how can you not want to bring in a very creative, offensive-minded guy? So after he retired, he did take take some time away from the game, kind of you know, recollect himself, find himself again, get adjusted to life. And he was the assistant coach with uh, the St. Louis Blues. And then 
he made the jump to coaching to be the head coach of the uh, Windsor Spitfires of the OHL. And he saw a lot of success there. I remember when he was first hired in that first season, I, like, I was watching really closely because obviously, like again, rooting for the guy. And he brought that team to a conference final. And he followed it up the second year with a conference final. <laughs> Another one, right? So I, I think that this is just a brilliant hire. I love to see new faces behind the bench or given these opportunities. Yes, he did. Is he recycled if he only coached in St. Louis? Like, I don't think so. I think he's he's getting broken in to the NHL coaching system. Uh, give it five, six years. We may not be saying that, but those are any of these guys really. I think, again, you know, you're bringing in someone that can get creative, kind of snazzy, clearly has coached a team offensively because if you need offense to win games, but he also has that defensive element to it. So I wonder if, you know, him and Lambert will kind of brainstorm at times and work together in that aspect. His last 82 game season in the NHL, I didn't realize this until I looked it up, but he was averaging over a point per game. Listen, I'm just saying this feels very good. Something to be confident about. Again, you're this is a great a step in the right direction for the Flames. There are so many changes happening that it just it is so easy to just kind of feel like, oh my god, they're gonna rebuild and everything's gonna gonna stink for like three years and then we're gonna draft super high and blah blah. Or like, hey, like we're doing all these fun and exciting things like the flames are going to be the greatest team to ever like step on the ice. There is a happy medium there. (laughs) I think it's easy to kind of get swept up in both sides of things because, you know, obviously two ends of the spectrum here, one extreme versus another, but there there's still a lot of hope for this flames team. Like we talked about yesterday, they still have Huberto. They still have Kadri. They still have um, Mangiapane and Uyghur. Like, they're – and Rasmus Anderson. Like, there are still players here that make this a good team. They just might not have the pieces around them at the moment to make them a soggy middle team, but rather, you know, creeping closer and closer to the draft, the draft lottery. Decent picks. I'm just saying – I don't encourage tanking. I don't think teams tank, but I think they do in the NFL. I I think that – I don't want to say you can get away with it there, but I feel like because the season's shorter, oh, we ran out of time. We didn't – you know, we didn't didn't figure it out. NHL season's way too long, and you're never going to convince guys that are playing through uh, torn labrums and everything, hip flexors, to lose. You're never going to convince those guys to lose. So I do think that, again, bringing in more familiarity uh, to this locker room will be good. I I hope that I, I don't get this sense at all, but I do wonder if 
this will still stick to the plan and keep everything on track. I, I think it will, but I think it will for like the first season, but I'm interested to kind of see what the, the long game is here. I want to know how these coaches feel, you know, at Christmas break. And then of course at the trade deadline and are, are you making the playoffs? I, I'm excited to revisit this in a year from now and say, look, this is what what we wanted. This is these were the results. And this is how it affects this team moving forward. Just like we're doing right now. But coming up next, we are going to close out the show with some preseason schedule talk because who doesn't love inching closer and closer to fall? but also hockey season. And before we do that, though, I'm going to tell you about an app that makes getting to games a heck of a lot easier, and that is with GameTime. GameTime is an app that is a just it gets you to games faster and cheaper. You can download the app today and check out events in your area and get the lowest price guaranteed, and you can see the view from your seats to help you pick out the best viewing area, whether it's a baseball game, whether it's hockey, whether it's a theater show, or if you're going to a comedy show, Game Time has you covered for all local events. Or if you're traveling, why not take this opportunity to check out Game Time's flash deals down to the very last minute of the of the day, event day and uh, Get yourself some game time, game time tickets with game, tickets with game time. All you have to do is download the game time app today and use code locked on NHL for $20 off. Again, that is the game time app in using code locked on NHL for $20 off. Thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on locked on flames. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Palmasto. If you want, I, I really it's an acquired taste, I would say. But I'm going to share my screen with you now because I have something to show you. And I don't know if it's going to work or not, but okay, it's not going to work. That's fine. We're going to talk about the preseason schedule and it will it's so hard to believe that it's already the end of June. So like this is approaching fast, and the preseason kicks off on September 24th against Vancouver in Vancouver, and then the Flames, tra- or oh no, they're they're home. <laughs> I clearly cannot read. The Flames are ho- kicking off their preseason at home against the Canucks on September 24th, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and then they are doing a split squad game with Seattle on September 25th. I think that is very exciting. I love when they do that because you get to kind of see just all the different vibes. It is still so early. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know why they're icing the teams this way. And everyone makes a big stink about it. Kind of how the Flames... I still remember when 0 for 6 on their uh, power play in a preseason game against Vancouver last season. And that was kind of uh, the first overreaction of the season. 
preseason game. But then they will be jetting off to Winnipeg to face the Jets, who will very likely have a different goalie, and uh, they probably won't have a Blake Wheeler on their team anymore either. So that'll be uh, definitely an interesting one to watch. I, You know, people say, oh, Craig Conroy has the hardest job this summer. No, 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 no. It is Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg has a lot, a lot of work to do, but I don't know how they're going to do it. And, of course, we have our first Battle of Alberta in Calgary on September 29th. I was reading something today that said the Oilers used that uh, playoff series to, like, hype themselves up by saying, you know, if we lose, we're going to blow the Calgary Flames up. Like, they're going to be a whole different team because we because we beat them. That feels, like, so childish to me. I, like, that's the kind of motivation I feel like you use in kickball in, like, fourth grade gym class. But again, just just my thoughts. And then we, look, we inch, we crawl into October at home against the Winnipeg Jets. Things are going to look a little clearer here. I think you're going to kind of have an idea of the opening night lineup what the goaltending situation is going to look like, what what that top line is going to look like, really what the whole lineup is going to look like, because we, we have no idea. We have desires, but are the Flames going to execute those uh, ahead of the start of the season? And, of course, you uh, jet off to Edmonton again. Do they fly or do they take a bus? I don't know. I know it's like a three hour drive. So I just, I genuinely, I'm just asking, but <laughs> then you close out your preseason with how you started it against the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver. I've heard that Vancouver is a very beautiful place and listening to a podcast, a true crime podcast, talk about um, Vancouver Island and, and just and how beautiful it is. And, I don't think I've ever heard people say, like, anything negative about the city of Vancouver. Not their sports teams, of course, but I've always heard really nice things. So, and players are always super excited. I feel like that's one of their, like, top, like, destinations of the season. So, I don't know, maybe the Flames ending their preseason there will kind of rejuvenate them. (laughs) They saw all the beauty of British Columbia and uh, can just start the season off on the right foot. I can't wait to find out who the Flames play uh, opening night. I think I, it, it doesn't set the tone. It, it is way too long of a season to say, like, you know, oh, the first game really matters. I mean, yes, every game matters because, they're you know, you need two points and those points accumulate. But for God's sakes... The Flames went on a 5-1-0, and 5-0-1 tear to start the season. And then lost seven. And then just, like, never recovered. <laughs> so those first 12 games uh, told a very different story than the end of the season. But we don't need to dwell on that. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and make sure you are subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And we are free 99 on YouTube as well. Come say hi in the comments. A lot of people have been, you know, chiming in there and putting their thoughts out there. I mean, I love to hear them because it paints a different perspective. Somebody said the flames are done. And I said, how can they be done if it hasn't even started? Just an idea. But no, I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear, you know, some reviews on Apple. They have like a section on Spotify for like, what did you think of this episode? But it doesn't tell the creator. So it's five stars. Do do some charity work this weekend. (laughs) Give the show five stars. And I will see you on Monday. And we will hopefully have some more clarity on who's leaving, who may be coming in, who potential trade partners are, and more on Locked on Flames.